Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball, a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply His Word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hi, Jill. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to have you on today. Um, First of all, I just want to ask you, how did you find me? Um, I think I Googled or I might have searched on um, the podcast app, Christian Mom Podcast. Awesome. And it came up? Yes. Yes. That's that's great. Okay. So um, I am excited to have you on. Why don't you tell everyone who you are and kind of what you're going to be sharing with us today? Okay. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. It is an honor. I I love listening and I love everything that you have to contribute to the Christian mom community. It's such a blessing. So thank you for having me. I am Lindsay Hamid. I'm from Florida. I'm a wife, a nurse practitioner, and I'm a mother of two little boys. They are ages four and one, and they are my absolute world. Um, Today, I want to talk about having a sound mind. All all mothers want to have a sound mind, but life is fast, it's chaotic, and at times it is painful. And when our minds aren't at peace, it affects everyone around us, especially our families. And our home is our biggest ministry. So don't we all want our children and husbands to be able to say about us, wow, she is the same peaceful person, no matter what the circumstances are. And <laughs> um, so when my three-year-old little boy was diagnosed with cancer, I learned a lot that I'd like to share with your listeners about having a sound mind through trials. I love it. Honestly, like this, that's been on my heart for this, this exact topic has been on my heart and I'm so excited that you're going to not only address it, but also show us kind of how to walk through it in your own experience. Oh, great. Yeah. It's, it's so important and it's hard. Yeah, for sure. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. So tell us a little bit about um, your journey with your son. 
So my son was diagnosed with retinoblastoma. It's an eye cancer that affects um, babies and toddlers. So he was three years old at the time of diagnosis. Um, it was about a year and a half ago. And the day he was diagnosed, we were told, we were actually reassured, um, this is a highly curable cancer. Um, treatment is fairly easy. Um, he was about a mid-grade, a C on a scale from A to E. Um, so we caught it, you know, early enough. And treatment would be local chemo to the eye just for three months, once a month, three times. The cure rate is, um, is very good for, for grade Cs. Um, the ophthalmologist was our family friend. He pulled some strings, got us into the number one eye hospital in the nation, um, within a matter of days. So we went down there and he had his, um, exam under anesthesia with the retinoblastoma specialist. And within a matter of days, um, the tumor grew an estimated 40% and he was no longer a grade C um, he was a grade E on a scale from A to E. Oh. And um, we had to make sure that it didn't spread. Um, so we needed an, an MRI. So we were shocked and devastated. And we had to um, get the MRI within two days on a weekend, which was pretty hard. But we got it. Um, and we also had to make a treatment decision for him. Um within two days. So we were told on Friday, like afternoon that we had to decide and make the treatment decision by Monday morning. Um, it was either trying local, if it hadn't spread, it was either trying local chemo, but it would be for a year with a pretty good chance of it not working, um, or removing the eye. Um, we couldn't eat. We couldn't sleep. We were staring at the four walls of a hospital or a hotel. We were just, we couldn't make this decision for our son. It was too big of a burden. Ugh. It, it felt like we were in a simulation from hell. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, so we got the MRI and um, while he was in MRI, I just begged God to save my son. I just, I wanted him here with us and I would do anything that God wanted us to do. Absolutely. And then secondly, I begged, begged him to take this treatment decision away from us. I just, I wanted this doctor to be crazy. <laughs> How could it have grown this much in six days? I just needed objective evidence. Like this is not a group E. This is, you know, it's safe to do local chemo or I, just, I, I, we couldn't make this decision for our son. So I had two, two prayers. Um, we, we just wanted the MRI to tell us what to do. Yeah. Um, so the MRI came back with high risk features for metastasis, um, and the eye had to be removed. So God answered my prayer, not in the way I wanted him to, but he did. Um, so the decision was no longer ours. Um, my son had a surgery on Monday morning and we waited 10 days for the official pathology report to see if the MRI was right on the high risk feature, if it was correct. 
um, and if he needed systemic chemo on top of that. Take a deep breath. I, <laughs> I got this. That was the hardest, the hardest part. <laughs> so how do you get through those days? So we waited 10 days. It was supposed to be like four or five, but a hurricane was coming through. Um, I guess it backed everything up. So, so it ended up being 10 days. Um, and my husband and I had a peace beyond understanding. It was so crazy. One of my best friends stops by with a gift for my son and I'll never forget. She texted me when she left and she said, I don't think you realize this, but you just radiate joy and it's contagious. And now that I'm out of that season and I look back, I can really see, wow, that for a naturally anxious helicopter mom like myself to be waiting on a report like that and radiate joy and spread it to others. I mean, that is not me. That doesn't say anything about me. Yeah. <laughs> that only comes from the Lord. I'm Yeah, I'm with you because I'm a helicopter mom, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If any, if any of my friends before this happened were to be asked, who is your most anxious mom friend that worries about their kids about everything? It would probably be me. I'm just, I was not made. I felt like I wasn't made for this. Me by myself is I'm not the mom for something like this, but through Christ, I have been the exact mom that my son needs with the type of strength and peace that only comes from God. And I want to encourage your listeners that, you know, you were carefully selected by God to be the mother of your children. You were made for this. You are equipped for this. And God has given us the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, but we have to receive them. Yeah. So, what do you, which fruit of the spirit do you think that you lean? I mean, joy, I heard you say that you radiated. And peace. And peace. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just through, like, you just felt God's peace. Yeah, I, I did. And I think my husband helped a lot too, because he felt God's peace. Like he just, he just knew Talon was safe. And I mean, he had his weak moments, but, um, but you know, he helped, but every free moment I had during those 10 days, I sought God. I did not get on social media. I didn't research retinoblastoma. You know, I prayed, I read his word and I know all your listeners are busy moms, just like you and I are Jill. And I was busy. I had a four month old infant. I had a three-year-old who was recovering from surgery, adjusting to monocular vision. You know, I had a lot going on, but you know, even just five minutes here or there, like praying while you're nursing or listening to worship songs while you push the stroller or wherever you're at, you know, while your kids are at school. Um, the peace that God grants you when you earnestly seek him is just unimaginable. And I speak to myself too when I say this, but think about the joy 
that we could have for ourselves and spread to others, our children, our families, even strangers, if we did fill those small gaps of time throughout our day with God and just got a little bit more desperate for him. Yeah. So uh, my next question was, what are some practical ways that you gain peace? And obviously seeking God, spending time with God is one of them. Oh, probably the most important one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were just any moment that you had, that's what you were doing. Yes. And, you know, through our surveillance, I kind of learned what's most important for me. I mean, everyone has their thing. Mine is sleep. And I think with like, if you're struggling with anxiety, sleep is often overlooked and it's hard for moms to, to get plenty of sleep, especially with young kids. But one thing you can control is what time you go to bed. Yeah. You know, and I know everyone says, well, that's the one time I have to myself, you know, and you can really fall down a rabbit hole and like Instagram reels, you know, (laughs) I mean, next thing you know, it's like two hours later and you wanted to go to bed at nine and it's 11, but you know, you're going to feel so much better if you just put your phone down, maybe spend some time with your husband, go to bed, especially if you're struggling with anxiety and like my husband's thing is working out. He just doesn't, his mind isn't right when he doesn't get that exercise or, you know, getting outside. But, um, something Joyce Meyer says, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you're not going to be both. And whatever your thing is, like for me, when I'm I'm pitiful when I don't get good sleep and I feel like I'm powerful when I do. So just prioritizing things like that. Sure. And thinking about what, what steals your peace? Like, you know, sometimes you're going, you're really going through something like, you know, divorce or infertility or loss of a loved one, something obvious, but sometimes it's things like unforgiveness, you know, it, something like that doesn't, allow gratitude in your, in your life. It like steals that away and you can't have peace in your life without gratitude. And I've experienced that my, myself, I had to get rid of unforgiveness in order to make more room for, you know, gratitude and peace. Cause if your life is a mess, your mind is probably a mess. And, you know, we all, including myself, just need to be more mindful of, about what we're thinking about. Yeah. So I, I think sleep is a big one for a lot of us. Uh, yeah. For sure. And then I do love that you said, like, think about what steals your peace. I mean, yeah, unforgiveness. And, and we talk about this so much on this podcast, but like, even social media, like, mm-hmm. you know, we get entangled Definitely. something and, um, yeah. And so we have to make room for peace. So we have to recognize this is stealing my peace. I got to stop this, yeah. make room for, for peace to come in. So seek God, get good sleep. And get rid of those things that steal your peace. That's yeah, exactly. I agree with you about social media. I I always feel my best when I go on a social media fast. It's like it's like one last thing that I have to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. One less thing on my plate, it seems like. Yeah. So you didn't really um, get into it. So, so what was the end result to your son's answer? So the pathology report came back. And praise God, the MRI report was wrong. Um, there, the high-risk feature um, that it showed was actually not true. It showed um, anterior chamber involvement. Um, but I guess like the, the tumor was so big behind it that it just gave that impression. Um, and there was not one single cell in the anterior chamber. So he did not get, he, he didn't need to get chemo. He was cured. Wow. That's awesome. I know. I know. So, but I praise God for that MRI report being wrong because there were actually cancer cells on the optic nerve, um, which the MRI can't show that. Um, it would have been impossible. And um, I can just kind of you know, go on knowing that he got the treatment that he had to get to save his life. And there's just no way that we would have known, you know, unless that MRI <laughs> report was wrong. So it's just crazy how, you know, that, it, it works out. That is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, we probably, if the MRI report hadn't been wrong, we probably would have chose the local chemo. I don't know, but, you know, we were back and forth a lot, but, but if we did, it wouldn't have worked. So, so I just think, you know, our prayers are just, there's so much power in prayer. Our prayers were answered in more ways we can imagine. And I, I think we just feel so helpless so easily, but you know, in the hand of every believer is the powerful weapon of prayer and, and, you know, we should use it more. Yeah. So there's probably moms listening to this who are going through things right now, something really hard and they're struggling to have that sound mind. And they're like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm seeking God. Like I'm praying all the time. God help me, help me, help me. Um, but I still feel so fearful. Is there something deeper than just you know, praying that really helped you not be fearful? I think being hopeful for sure. I mean, especially when you're in a situation like that, like you can't really, it's hard to like survive and go through your day being fearful about something like that. So you just, you have to be hopeful and, um, Something that Joyce Meyer says all the time, we live life forward, but we understand it backwards. And it's so true, but it's hard to see that when you're going through it. Yeah. And like for me, if I knew then what I know now, and I could see my son how he is now a year and a half ago, you know, he's safe, he's healthy, he's so happy and confident, unchanged, untraumatized. He's beautiful. I would realize that all my worry was for nothing and and none of my worries came to fruition. And there's actually a lot of studies that show it, it like 
it ranges, but I think the average is like 90%, 90% of what we worry about doesn't actually happen. Yeah. And if it does, I mean, you know, you just don't want to waste your time. You know, I mean, these are precious days in, in motherhood, like, you know, especially with young kids, you know, they're so cute and they're such a joy and they're so funny. And to think like in 50 years, we would do anything to go back and live in this time of our life again. I don't want to waste another day worrying or and not focusing on my mind and my peace. Yeah. So good. So true. So if there is one thing that you want these moms to take away from your story or even maybe it has nothing to do with your story, but what is one thing that you would want these moms to take away from this episode if they forget everything else that we talked about? I would say your perspective in life rules your peace in life. And, you know, if you're going through a difficult season and you've done all you can do, rest, let God work, be hopeful, not fearful, and believe that your breakthrough will come. I love it. Your perspective rules your peace. Yes, it definitely. Re- it really does. So um, I would love if anybody is going through something, um, they might just have questions for you. They might, they might, you know, want to say like, is there certain scriptures that you turn to or can you pray for me or, you know, whatever it is, is there a way that they can find you or talk to you? Yes, I would love that. Yeah, they can email me at lindsaybhamid at gmail.com. It's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-B-H-A-M-I-D at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from your listeners. That's awesome. Well, I am so appreciative today to have you on because going through something like that, I think our biggest fears as moms are our kids, like something happening to our kids. We have Mm -hmm. at night when we lay our head down, just random ones when we hear something happened to someone else's kid. And then you start thinking that it's, what if that happened to my kid and you internalize it and then you're full and, and so an episode like this helps us so much to remember just the truths that you spoke today, that 90% of what we worry about doesn't happen, that prayer is powerful, that seeking God changes everything. And it just reminds us that like to take those things out of our lives that don't bring us peace because these days are so fleeting and being fearful is not worth it. Yes. At all. And right. at the end of the day, like if we had this reminder <laughs> when we woke up at lunchtime and at the end of the day, what a day it would be. But, <laughs> you know, oh, right. 
So having an episode like this is just a gift to, to my own heart. And um, I know it's a gift to the other listeners. So I am so appreciative that you are going around and sharing your own testimony about, you know, how God saw you through one of the hardest trials that any mom would have to go through. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable and being open to, open to sharing that with us. And yes, well, thank you for having me and you summed that up beautifully. And yeah, I really hope this helps, you know, a mom going through a hard time. Absolutely. Would you um, just pray for all the moms and their hearts and their perspectives and um, their relationships with the Lord? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jill and her listeners and this platform and for the ability to spread the joy of your miracles. We thank you for the gift of a sound mind, and we pray that everyone within the sound of my voice will receive that gift today. We pray that we may experience a peace beyond understanding, and I pray for miracles and for breakthrough over every listener. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you so much. And guys, if you would like to email her, don't forget lindsaybhabid at gmail.com, and I'll put that in the show notes. Thank So with hearing Lindsay's story and her son's story, I wanted to add this little extra to the end to let you all know that I've seen pictures of this beautiful boy. He does now have an artificial eye and you would not believe how beautiful he is. You would never in a million years be able to tell that he ever went through anything like that. Science is amazing. But at the end of the day, what this story tells us is God is amazing. I typically have on professionals and sometimes we just need to hear stories from real moms in real situations where God works in our families. And I hope you enjoyed this raw and real Um, story about someone that's just like the rest of us where God works miracles in our lives. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.